0: Hey guys, Paul Reddick here. Welcome to the Baseball Dads Podcast. The world of baseball in the youth and especially the high school game is changing so rapidly. These rapid changes are bringing about a lot of confusion, a lot of frustration for today's parents that are trying to bring their son up in the game. So the purpose of this podcast is to use the experience of dads who have already gone through this journey and have navigated it successfully so we could take aim at that confusion and frustration and knock it out. We're going to talk to these dads about what they did right, about what they did wrong, what they would do more of, what they would do less of, and they're going to give you their advice for today's parents that are going through this game. So stay tuned for today's podcast. And make sure you go to BaseballDadsNewsletter.com where you can get a free trial in our monthly Baseball Dads Newsletter. So without any further delay, let's get on to today's show. Hey guys, Paul Ruddick here. Welcome to this edition of the Baseball Dads Podcast. In this edition, I'm going to talk to you about a situation that I see at baseball games and youth sporting events that absolutely makes me cringe every time that I see it happen. But before I talk to you about it, I want to ask you a question. Let me let, Let's say... Let's say you got a letter from your bank and uh, your bank manager said, we'd like you to come in at at nine o'clock on Saturday morning because we think that there was a a breach of your account and we think that maybe somebody hacked into your account and um, they may have access to your information and we need you to kind of come in and, and, and discuss it. It's not something we can discuss over the phone or not something we can discuss on email. Could you imagine the weight and the importance you would give to that meeting? It would be the most important meeting of the week. There's probably nothing that could distract you from making that 9 a.m. meeting on Saturday if the bank wanted to talk to you about somebody possibly hacking your account and compromising your bank account or your personal information. In fact, if you got that call on like a Tuesday or Wednesday, you'd probably want to see if you could go in right away. You, you, I'd imagine that if you got that call and the bank said, we need you to kind of come in right now, you would probably go right away or you try and move that meeting up sooner. We would never ignore a message like that, would we? We would clear our schedule, make an appointment. We'd probably be there on time. We'd be super laser focused during that meeting. We'd want to know everything that happened. We'd want to know every precaution we're going to take going forward. We would want to absolutely make sure that we were on top of this situation. I'm going to come back to that in a second. The thing that I see at sporting events and baseball games that makes me cringe, and, and when we talk about things like that, we usually talk about like, you know, the coach that storms on the field and fights with another coach or argues with an umpire and throws a base, right? And I see like, ah, cringe. Or you see the parent that loses control or the coach that yells at their kid or maybe the overbearing baseball dad that maybe says the wrong thing to their kid, right? Those things happen, right? But do they happen, you know, really often? No. Yeah, They do happen. It happens so it happens most of the time. But 99% of the games go by and nothing happens, right? There's, no, there's nothing extreme like that. There's nothing that makes you cringe or something. Maybe you see some stuff that you don't agree with. But when it comes to really stuff that really gets you, most games just go off fine. But there's something that's going on in just about every single baseball game that I watch these days. And every sporting event that I attend that absolutely... I think it's actually worse than those incidents. And I see just about every single parent doing it. Every single parent is doing it in some way, shape, or form. And when I see it happen, just, it just it crushes me. It makes my heart sink. What will happen is a kid will do something good. Um, he'll, you know, make a play or he'll do something like he never did before if it's practice or whatever. And, uh, or he'll make a mistake, he'll make an error or kind of screw up and they'll look over to their parent and they'll look over to the parent either for a, yeah, way to go kid or, or maybe like a reassurance, like it's okay, calm down, you got it, you're okay. They look, they're looking for that, you know, they're looking for a reaction from their parents and the kid will do that thing and they'll look over at their parent and they're looking for that reassurance, looking for that look, the wink, the nod, the you're okay. And, and, and. And the parent has their head in their phone. And I'm telling you, I have seen kids and literally see the energy just drop out of their body. They look over and their parent is like looking down at their phone and they miss the moment. They miss their great moment. They miss their kid making a good play or acquiring a new skill. Or maybe they just, you know, they didn't give that kid that wink when they messed up or they did something well or something. They missed that moment. And I'm telling you. I almost want to videotape it sometimes to watch just the energy, everything come out of the kid's face. And I see it at every single sporting event that I attend. Parents are all just sitting there looking down at their phone. And we're so distracted by these phones, we're missing the moments that matter most. Most. There's a great book called Deep Work by a guy named Cal Newport. And in that, he describes the modern culture with these phones is that, you know, our brains are so wired by these things now that instead of using entertainment as a distraction, right? Like we used to work and then use TV or movies or or sporting events as like a distraction, a way to get away and break away um, from work. We're now trying to, to, to carve out focused time. From all the distraction, that we're so distracted by these phones, we're so distracted by all the stuff that's coming at us, we're trying to actually find time to connect with each other amongst all the distraction. But when your kid does something good, or he makes a mistake or something, and he needs that look, and he looks over and you're on your phone... I'm telling you, that is probably one of the worst things that we can do. I think it erodes self-esteem. I think it erodes self-confidence. I think it sends the wrong message. I think it's one of those things that's like a thousand paper cuts. You know, it's just little, little nicks, 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 and nicks. And let me tell you something, too. Our kids are watching us. What we say is important, they will do important. And what we say is important, they will mimic. And so when they get their phone, they're going to be, have their head down in their phone. And they're not going to be, you know, distracted. And, and I used to say in our seminars and in my coaching I used to say the kids spell love t-i-m-e i think it's an outdated an outdated um idea. Because I don't know that kids spell love T-I-M-E anymore because what I'm finding is that we can be present but be distracted. That we could be at the game but be somewhere else because we're on our phone. We could be sitting at breakfast or lunch or out to dinner and we're there but we check our email five times or check Twitter five times because we need to know the Knicks score. We need to know who, who posted something on Twitter. We need to know the latest um, you know, gossip or drama thing that the news is cooking up to distract our attention away from. And our kids know and our kids can feel when we are distracted and our attention is not on them. So I don't think kids spell love, T-I-M-E, anymore. I think they spell love attention, A-T-T-E-N-T-I-O-N. Yes, I had to look down at my computer for it. Kids spell love attention, and I would much rather you have 15 minutes of focused attention undistracted with your kid than two hours of distracted time. So here's what I instruct dads to do. Number one, Let's talk about the games first. Number one, put the phone on airplane mode. Uh, leave the phone in the car. And here, here's a test. I did this. I, I've kind of gotten away from the phone. I've taken all the social media and either removed it or buried it in folders on my phone so that it takes me some time to get to it and I could stop myself. The first time I, I did this little exercise, I set the timer on my phone, the stopwatch, and I put the phone down. And the, the idea was to see how long it took me to be distracted by the phone, a minute and 20 seconds. <laughs> and everybody, I've done this with a lot of our business clients and they all come in like some of them making two, three, four minutes, five minutes. But that's just like, that's, we don't realize how often we're going to that phone. It literally changes our brain and we need these like dopamine hits that we're getting from our phones. And, um, it, it and we don't realize how often we're checking it and how long that we're staying on the phone. So p- put the phone in airplane mode or, or don't take the phone at all and go to your kids' games and just keep your eyes on them. Keep your eyes on them. I talked to too many dads who, her, her kids are 17, 18, or in college, and they look back and they're like, man, I missed a lot of those moments. I missed a lot of those looks, and I wish there were more of them. I wish I could go back. I would have spent more focused time with them. We know as parents how fast parenthood goes. Don't you wish you could go back to when they were little kids, you know, running around and three four, five years old, six years old, and they're learning? Don't you look back and say, Well, I wish I had squeezed more of that time out? Let's not miss that now. Let's put the phones away. Number sec- The second thing I would, I, would, I would ask you to do is carve out a, a slot of focused, n- undistracted, non-negotiable time with your kids. Now, for some reason, when I've taught this in the past, parents will say, well, I can't carve out a whole day, or I can't carve out three or four hours just to kind of break off. We have so many things. We've got baseball. we got soccer. we got dance. We have school. We have homework. We have all these we- it doesn't matter the amount of time. Don't confuse the quantity of time with the quality of time. If all you have every week is one focused hour that maybe 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning or Sunday morning, you and your son go out to breakfast and just have father-son talk, no phone, no distraction. That's enough. Or maybe you go out and fish for an hour or two, or maybe you just go out for a jog or shoot some hoops in the backyard. Your son needs that undistracted, focused time with his dad that's non-negotiable. Try and make it the same time each and every week. Don't vary from that because what I've seen with guys that are like, yeah, I'm going to do it every week and it'll be a different time. it It gets lost in the shuffle of too many things that are going on now. Lock that onto your calendar as if the bank had just called you and told you there was a breach in your account security. You would not miss that meeting. You would not miss that meeting, but why is it that if there's a breach in our bank account security, we would clear everything, we would stop everything, we would do everything to make that meeting, but we don't realize that we're losing little by little that breach we have with our children, because we're so focused on things, especially in the travel baseball world, it gets crazy, right? You need to have that time, that's father-son time, and going to baseball is not focused father-son time, because... I talked to a lot of dads of 18, 19 year old kids or 15, 16 year old kids that their only connection point was baseball and then baseball is over or the kid goes away to college and all of a sudden, you know, the kid quits baseball, gets and they have no, they have nothing in common. The only thing that's been holding them together for the last four or five years is now over and they realize they got nothing to talk about. Your son needs that time. He needs that diversity of activity and that time spent with his father where it is, it is much more than, is more than just baseball. So focus non-negotiable time, n- undistracted, as if your bank manager just called you. It's interesting to think about it, though, isn't it that we would we would put more weight into a breach in our bank account than we would into our children? What if the bank manager said we need you to stop in, you know, once a week to confirm your identity because we feel like these people um, that are hacked your account they may try and hack it again. We we would do that, right? We would do that to protect it. And what happens if we ignored that meeting? If we ignored that meeting, what potentially could happen, right? If we didn't verify our information or go through a security process, right? We'd be more vulnerable and more vulnerable, and we kept ignoring those things. So do these things. Lock these things down. These are basic. This is a basic uh, need of your son is to have this non-negotiable, uninterrupted, laser-focused time with him carve it out every week and I'm going to tell you you know also make it fun you know don't make it something that is you know like let's go you know, again, you could go play catch and stuff like that, but don't make it baseball related. Make it something that's a little bit different so that you you can broaden that relationship with your son. So head on over to 567dad.com. We have our new book there, the 567 Dad Baseball Edition, and also more information on how you can do a 567 process with your son and information if you do want to do any kind of coaching or consulting. All the information is there. So thank you guys so much. Um, for listening. Very important topic this week, but treat that time with your son the same way you would treat it if your bank manager called you and said there was a breach on your account. See you guys next week. Hey guys, it's Paul again. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We really hope you got a lot out of it. We have so much more to come for you and thank you so much for trusting us with your baseball education and also the development with your child. It's something that we take very seriously and really means the world to me and the rest of the staff here at Paul Baseball and Baseball Dads Podcast. So, thank you so much. We would love it if you would leave a five-star rating and a great review of this podcast. That's how it helps us get the word out about the podcast so that other dads can share in this information that we need so much. Also, don't forget to go to Baseball Dads Newsletter where you can get a free trial subscription in our Baseball Dads Newsletter. Again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I can't tell you what it means to us that you would tune in and we're just loving bringing this information to you. So again, thank you so much and we'll see you on the next show. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for Baseball Dads and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's BaseballDadsBook.com. Thanks.